Julie G. Atlanta. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, everyone. Hi, I'm Julie, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, yeah, thank you so much for um, asking me to share my journey today. Um, as we are recording for history's sake, for posterity, I will say that today is uh, my one-year anniversary um, this time around. I am, as a friend of mine says, I am an old-timer with a couple of white chips. And um, typically, I, 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 um, I just share just share, you know, wherever I'm at. I, I don't um, rehearse anything. Um, and, and I haven't today, but I've made some bullet points because it's such a special day. You know, it's a brand new year in so many, many ways. So I made some bullet points on my lessons learned this year. Um, and and so, so here it goes. And, and I hope that my journey um, resonates with with some of you and um, is an encouragement to both of us. So um, I'll just say that my last drunk was not my last drink. Um, and my last drunk was sometime in the late autumn of um, 2022. And um, I, it, it was a blackout drunk. And um, I had this cute little drink called a Flirtini. Isn't that a cute name? And had several of those cute little drinks um, and found myself, um, I'm just going to use the word critically ill, you know, in the bathroom. And, and I don't have to explain what that scene looks like. I'm pretty certain you know the scene. Um, but what you might not know is, is the same, maybe you do, same thing I experienced I was so cold um, and, and, and sick that my body hurt. It hurt me to be that cold. And um, I, I was to find out that there is such a thing as alcohol-induced hypothermia. That's what I did to myself. And, and again, that was not my last drunk, you know? I probably should have gone to the hospital. I consider myself fortunate to have um, to have survived that, and it was a good 24 hours. Um, and so what I did is I put off drinking for a few days, and and I thought, well, I'll just have a glass of wine with dinner, and then it came, well, I'll have a glass of wine when I get home from work and with dinner. Well, I'll have a glass of wine when I get home from work and with dinner and when I'm taking my bath, and you know the scene. I played Russian roulette. Honestly, I, I, I sincerely believe that I was, you know, um, a gnat's hair away from, you know, not returning to this earth on my last drunk. And here I was playing Russian roulette. Well, having been in the program previously, um, I had 18 years of, of recovery, of solid recovery. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and then I went to war and, um, and that affected my mental health and the decisions I made on how to manage that, which was to drink. And then I had another 15 years of continuous sobriety uh, until, again, my mental health took a nosedive. So this time around, I, I saw the connections and, um, and between the, the connection between um, alcoholism and my mental health. 
it's not that I didn't see them before. It's at this time I was, as a dear friend of mine said, I was given the uh, gift of desperation. And so I took a deeper dive into what, um, into what that meant, that connection between alcoholism and, and mental health. And, um, <clears throat> so I, I, I came back into the program and I came back into the, um, because I saw the, you know, some people call it the insanity. I, I, okay, that's fair. <laughs> you know, the insanity of alcohol, drinking suicidally. Did I know I was doing it or not? I don't know, but I did it. You know, I was close, like I said, and that's her away from not being here. Um, but a very, very dear friend of mine by the name of Dan, and he was in the conventional AA rooms, which is where I came back into. He said, you know, you were given the gift of desperation, as I said. And, um, and he and my sponsor at the time and a whole lot of other very compassionate people in conventional AA um, said, you know, all that healing that you did in those 18 years and those 15 years, it still counts. And that made that very long walk down the aisle to pick up that white chip a whole lot more. It was a whole lot easier to do because I knew in those rooms there was compassion. Now conventional AA, the 12 steps, again, that's how I started and to great effect and, and worked them all, you know, and, and I am recalling at this moment, um, um, you know, I, I did fourth and fifth steps and made amends and had spiritual awakenings and it was effective and, and um, AA became my life really and provided with me a tremendous amount of structure and, and true healing, on which again, my, my compassionate friends in those rooms um, said it still counts, you know. <laughs> and I said, okay. So um, anyway, I was recalling a fourth step that I did with my sponsor, Sherry. Um, I had a year or two at the time. Um, and I just remember we were sitting in a, in a restaurant and it was hard for me to open my mouth. And it, she, I, I'd already revealed so much about myself to her that I felt safe to do it. But boy, now I was going to share the really nasty stuff. And, and surely, you know, yeah, she loves me now, but wait till she hears this. Well, I had my four step in front of me and she put her finger up and went boop and put her finger on my journal or whatever I was writing in. And that was when I started to talk. And indeed, she got it. She understood. Um, she helped me laugh. Um, she helped me to be accountable without shaming myself. Just, yeah, this is what I did. And this is what I need to do now. This is how I can make amends. Um, and in that moment, in that fifth step moment, um, <clears throat> so I'm a creative and, and I'm a pragmatic person as well as an abstract artist. So visualizations mean a lot to me. So I had this visualization as I was sharing with her just of this, um, you know, the Phoenix rising out of the ashes. Well, it was me rising out of all this garbage that I put on top of myself. And yeah, there were some other people who put their garbage on me too. But, um, but I rose above it and I had compassion for me and for the other people probably for the first time in my life, hard to say. Um, 
and, and then I made my amends and, and I learned how to meditate and, you know, in, in its infancy or what have you, you know, and, and, and I, I, yes. So I can tell you from my experience that the 12 steps worked when I practiced them, they did, and they were effective, um, in a, even in a conventional sense. However, um, I, I am and, and hope to always ever be evolving. I really do. Um, I'm 56 now and I'm still learning and still growing and boy, oh boy, do I hope that continues. Um, of course, I'm asking for a little hurt too, because sometimes that's how I grow the most is when I hurt. Ugh. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's joy on the other side. Um, and there is. So, but conventional AA, uh, for a few reasons, didn't work for me anymore. And so I started to, um, of, of late, you know, um, on, on my journey, my recent journey, um, that's why I attend AA meetings, you know, such as Tesnua, such as other secular AA meetings, because I have worked those steps and I can tell you they work, um, not in a conventional sense for me. Um, they would not, I tried it and I'm not the person I was. Um, so I started to investigate secular AA, as I've said, and I'm probably repeating myself. Um, and I found recovery Dharma and that really, um, it resonates with me. Um, there is a compassion that I needed. Um, and it's a very pragmatic approach, you know, um, the suffering that I do is because I'm either running from resisting or misunderstanding reality. And, through Recovery Dharma, and I'm going to do a shameless plug right now. <laughs> My friend Kevin has started an anger management Recovery Dharma meeting Thursday nights, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, we use the book Anger, Wisdom for Cooling the Flames by Thich Nhat Hanh. Hugely effective for me. Very healing. Because here's what I learned um, and let me say this about that. Again, I have a history in conventional AA, wherein, of course, there was the big book, and there are a lot of good things in the big book. And there are also some things that no longer resonate with me. And I'll give you an example. I no longer subscribe to having character defects. What I've learned for myself, um, through meditation mainly is that there is zero that is defective about me. It's okay for me to be angry. It's okay for me to have a resentment. And, and here's how it becomes okay. It's not okay to let it fester. Let me say that, but it's okay. So I'll just give an example through meditation. Let's say I'm angry. And so um, I tend to close my eyes and hold my hands gently in, in my lap and simply observe my breath 
and my heartbeat for as long as it takes and these days I give myself the space and time for as long as it takes and I will welcome anger come on in and ask myself what does this have to teach me because when I'm concentrating on my breath and my heartbeat I am put in this space of non-judgment anger is not a good thing to be blessed if you will it's not a bad thing to be cursed it is something for me to love I love that I love my anger because it has something to show me it has something to teach me typically and, and, and I can pretty much say this about probably any difficult emotion typically there's a need behind it and so I will ask myself okay what is it that I need and that is highly highly effective um, because sometimes I get to it immediately like oh um, I need um, I need someone to listen to me I'm angry because I'm feeling unheard um, a big one for me is I need to not abandon myself because I developed this habit through a lifetime of abandoning my needs in deference to yours um, so maybe I'm angry that I've I've abandoned myself and I can get there again in meditation that's hugely powerful for me and something else that meditation does for me is it puts me back into the present moment so like if I am feeling some shame from the past for example or some anxiety about what might happen meditation brings me into this present moment and it alleviates the the weight if you will of of whatever those difficult things I am I'm feeling um, they don't go away magically um, and, and that's another thing that I no longer subscribe to you know um, please take this from me I don't want anything taken from me um, and it's not easy because believe me if I could magically write down everything I'm angry at or, or something that hurts me and just have somebody or something take it away yes I would <laughs> you know hey that's what alcohol is for right um, however it doesn't go away um, and again through meditation the weight of it is alleviated and I can better manage it and my mind is calm enough to say hey I think I'm gonna journal this I think I'm gonna talk to my um, sponsor Gene and I'll talk about him in a minute too some of you may know that that I um, I endearingly refer to him as my Jedi master because he frickin is <laughs> um, he's a very very good listener and he says a few things and we have real conversations um, and by that I mean um, comfortable conversations and he reframes things for me but anyway yeah so so when I'm in that state of non-judgment you know anger is not a bad thing that I have to run from and it's not a good thing that I can cling to it's just a thing 
It's just anger. And, and when that's alleviated again, I know what to do. And speaking of I know what to do, um, Jean, as I've mentioned, um, I see Jean on a weekly basis, um, and I can't imagine that ever changing, but that's me today. What can I say? You know, <laughs> it may, because, you know, this too shall pass. The, the, the heartaches pass and, and the joys. So, you know, anyway, for now, I see him on a weekly basis and of late, um, well, and, um, I brought to him some, um, some unresolved trauma, if you will, from my childhood. And so what Jean does for me, and it's very effective, is that when I say something, he offers it in a reframed way. Gives me a phrase, if you will, to lend some clarity to my perspective. So again, I was I was bringing to him some unresolved childhood trauma, and he said, um, "Yes, I have unresolved trauma from childhood, and this is a yes and, and I am adult, an adult who knows what to do." Now, I know that sounds really simple, because it is. Um, it's also incredibly empowering. Because my perspective got a little bit more clarity, a little bit more refined, if you will. That's the word I'm going to use. In that, I'm, I am not seeing things through the perspective of a wounded child. I'm seeing things through, through the perspective of an adult who's got some experience and some wisdom and some strength and resources. Um, everyone here who's in this room, this is a space that I come to and in other spaces and I am vulnerable and open. Um, if I were a child, I couldn't do this. If I were a child, I wouldn't be keeping a journal. If I were a child, I wouldn't be going to my therapist. But I'm an adult. And the beautiful thing is, not only am I an adult, but I am that safe adult that I needed as a child. That is a beautiful thing. So that's the perspective when these difficult things come up I can do it. I am that safe, wise, patient, fun, <laughs> you know, um, if, I, if I'm suffering from, you know, weariness from life, I know how to have fun, you know? And that's just such a beautiful thing. Um, And another phrase, and I brought up earlier that I had developed a pattern of um, abandoning myself in deference to other people's preferences so that I wouldn't be rejected. Well, the thing about that is, if I'm abandoning myself, then you don't even know who I am. Really, it's not fair to me because I am not 
you know, discovering who I am. I'm not celebrating myself and you don't know who I am either. Um, so anywho, one of the phrases that Jean gave to me was I'm staying with me. And here's what that means. And I'll give it in a real simplified way. Let's say that, um, I want to go hiking. Um, but you want to stay home and read a book or what have you, you know, and, um, that's, that's really, really simple. And I can simply say, well, you know, I'm going to stay with me. I'm going to go for the hike because I need some fresh air and some sunshine. And I'm not rejecting you. That's not it at all. It's got nothing to do with you. I'm simply staying with me. And, and so I'll go for my hike and you read your book, you know, and we'll meet up later. Um, and that's real simplified. Sometimes it can get a little bit more complex. Um, but anyway, that's just, and, 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 um, but that's it. You know, I might have an opinion about something and you might have a different opinion. Could be politics, could be religion, could be whatever it is. Um, let's say it's religion, you know, and, and, um, your belief is in a God and my belief is not. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm simply going to say, I'm staying with me. This works for me. And I'm not rejecting you, nor your opinion. I'm just staying with me. And that's huge for me. Um, and I'll probably close with this. <laughs> Maybe, or, or maybe what, what my day looks like, but, um, sometimes, and, and I'll harken back to, this is where I learned this was definitely from childhood is that there was so much chaos going on. And, and, um, um, my parents, um, were both alcoholics and both suffered from mental illness. And so, um, I'm certain you can imagine, and you don't need my war stories to add to yours, but I'll say this is that there was a lot of chaos going on. And as a kid, I had to figure that out on my own because nobody was explaining it to me. And I'm a survivor. And, um, so there's that I, I can survive things, but I had to interpret a lot a whole lot and the storylines that I would tell myself you know and which just breeds anxiety so here's another thing that Jean and I just you know I give I give credit where credits due you know so when I hear you say something and I'm thinking oh do they just not like me or you know what's going on here the thing that I say is when you said this, what does that mean to you? And what that simple phrase does is it stops those storylines for me, just stops them. I'm not anxious about what you may have meant or, you know, and, and all that. Um, it stops the storyline and I listen to what you have to say. 
and and then I get it. Oh, that's what you meant. Okay. Sometimes I am pretty spot on and what I'm thinking is correct. But the point is, when I say, when you said this, what does it mean to you? Again, the important point is it stops my thinking and, and that anxiety. It stops it in its tracks. And I learn more about you. And I'm compassionate with both of us. So that's that's another thing. And so here's what I, I, I'll go ahead and wrap it up with this. <laughs> I promise I really will. Um, here's what my day looks like today. Um, I start each day in a meeting, a recovery dharma typically, to snoo a lot you know, during the week. And then I go for a swim. Um, and so what those things do for me, when I begin in meditation, regardless of what I'm going through, again, for me, meditation it gets me to kind of a point of neutrality that I'm not judging anything as good, you know, and clinging to it or bad and having to run from it. It just simply is. And swimming, it's, it's so, you know, it's so good. It just, it just feels darn good. And sometimes it's an extra measure of mindfulness because I'll count my laps and that puts me in the present so that I'm not, freaking out about the future or feeling horrible about the past. It puts me in the present moment. And that's how I interact with the world. That's how I approach the world. It's a beautiful thing, <laughs> you know. Um, and if there is some difficulty between people, um, I can... Um, immediately, if not almost immediately, come to that space of calm um, and non-judgment. And I can have compassion for me and you. Um, because all of us are very messy, you know? And that's another benefit of meditation. When I bring in my messiness and I love my messiness and learn from it, then I can also love yours without judgment and know that, uh, you're a messy person too. So, you know, very, very helpful. It does start with me. I did have to have compassion with me first. Um, that's where it began. What can I say? I'm human. And then at the end of my day, I wrap it up with a walk or with a bike because it's freaking freezing outside, at least for this gal it is. Um, and, um, and I get a good night's sleep. Because I wrap up my day with you, you know, and with good things and, and surrounded by people who are encouraging and I belong, you know, and those are my final thoughts of the evening. So I belong and I'm loved and I'm wanted and appreciated and all that good, good, good stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so those are my days. And, and I want to share one other thing be before, before we go, um, something very specific. And like I said, I, I'm a pragmatic person, and I'm also an abstract artist um, and a writer and a poet and all those other abstract things. So here's what I do when I'm exploring something. Um, it could be anything. But um, as, of, as of late, um, I'm exploring what it means to be a partner. I'm exploring that with my therapist. Um, what does that mean to me? 
So what I do is whatever it is that I'm exploring, I write it. This is called a Zentangle. Look it up, Google it. Anyway, <laughs> I write the big word, what I'm exploring, right there. And then I put a, you know, a squiggly lines all around it and all the, my favorite colors. And then I start to write, what does it mean to me? What, what does partnership look like? For example, partnership could be anything. And, um, you know, one of the things is, you know, spontaneous joy. I would like that in a partnership. Um, communicate needs. I would like that in a partnership. So this is just a really mindful way. And then I put all these squigglies around each of the clouds of words, if you will, and colored in my favorite colors. And it's such an enjoyable way um, to explore things that are important to me. Um, things that I want to keep take a deeper dive into. So if that's helpful, there you go. Um, and golly, um, thank you so much for listening to me and, and, um, may you be happy in a way that's meaningful to you and may you be content. Thank you so very much.